the Jumbies by Stacy Baptist. Chapter 2 The Graveyard. Caroline and her father joined dozens of other people walking to the graveyard. It was an All Hallows evening tradition to pay respect respect to the to those bird there. Many people on Caroline Island believe All Hallows Eve was the one night when the dead had power to sneak out the living. Some sad spirits and jummy came to exact revenge on those who had wronged them. Of the two, people of the island feared jumbies more. In the stories, people told jumbies lived among people, hiding in the shadows, always waiting for their moment to attack. Mostly out of poor weakness, most people most believed in them. But Pierre had taught currently that spirits and jumbies were all nonsense. So while some children clung close to their parents, Carlin was not afraid. She skipped ahead of everyone and began to sing. Dee dong, dee dong, dong, ding dong, crap out, dingo, the frog is hopping, 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 crap out, dingo. A few of the braver children joined her. Dee dong, dee dong, dong, dee dong, crap out, dingo. As the crowd got closer to the courtyard, their song trailed off. Children returned to their parents, and Coraline felt her father's large hand close to her own. Fresh Sierra was, was in his long locked hair, and the sharpest scent of his salt water was what fell out his damp sea, sea scents as he walked. Hands were warm and rough from the working on the sea, pulling in his nets full of fishes. The old stone perch came to view at the top of the low hill. Curling could just make out of the whitewashed tombstones a wooden crosses in the graveyard. Next to it, her eyes moved over the crowd. There was Larret walking to his mother, both with the same sun-baked skin eyes, baked skin, and wide eyes. Luciana and her brothers walked ahead of her mother and fathers. Lucia, Lucia's mother panted of the tried, the panted, and tried to keep up. Thought it was hard with the head of her belly filled with Luciana's latest brother or sister. I remember her, you know, Kroenin told Pierre. I remember my mama. Do you? Pierre asked with a smile. She had thick black beards that fell down in the middle of her back. Like yours? Just like mine, Kroenin said with a smile. And her skin was the brown color of earth, just like yours. Pierce said, "Yes, and her eyes were round and bright as the sun." Hmm. And how do you remember all of that? 
You tell me every day, Papa, Pearlene said. Peter laughed mingled with the sound of the waves that rolled back at the sea. Peter and Carlene quickened their pace and entered the courtyard. Just as the final rays of sunlight threw an orange bell all over the world. Orange magic, Carlene and her father said together. Your mama's favorite time of the day, said Pierre. His eyes filled with tears. Then, we're here at just the right time, Carlene said. She squeezed his hand and pulled him past the people who were already in the small grave light lighting candles and planting flowers. In the corner near a sapling tree, Pierre traced his hand over the words carved into a wooden cross. His hands lettered lost over nickel. He plucked the white orange blossom from the sapling tree and tucked into Carlin's hair. It still had a strong scent of orange, even thought it had already begun to fold its petals in for the night. Curlin remembered when they had buried her mama on the ground like a seed. Curlin was four years old and her mama had been teaching her to grow things. At the burial, Curlin has whispered, How long will it take for her to grow back, Papa? But the look on his face told her that nothing not everything was put in the ground would give something back. The little orange tree had appeared next to the grave a year later and had a bloom every year since, but it was not the same as having her mother. Peter took some candles out of his pocket and struck them into the match. He passed the flame under each candle. As the wax melted, he presses the candles into the hard ground over the grave, lit each rib. The flames flickered around the, the sea breeze. Look, Papa, said Caroline, said pointing, pointing toward the sky, like fireflies. Pierre had just looked at, up at a hundred flying yellow flames hovering down over the dark graveyard when their light was eclipsed by a large man. The spirits are hard tonight, my friend, the, ma the man said. His voice boomed over the tombstone as he clapped Peer on the back. Hugo, Peer said. How are you doing? Hugo nodded. I'm doing all right. He patted himself as he did like dwarfs and fresh for left off his clothes. Hugo was a village baker. He was always smelled of fresh bread and always dark beneath her fingernails. Even his cheeks puffed out like pastry. Hugo touched his unlighted candle uh, to one of beers. The flame doubled in size. Then, split in two, Hugo pulled his candle away. 
the dead worth the work the earth little one he said to Coraline. aren't you afraid she touched her mama's stone pendant smiled at her father father and shook her head go left the sound carried over the great yard and brought all eyes to the little corner he pulled one of his shiny black brides not afraid of the death but are you afraid of losing the other children have already been in their collections Caroline looked at the at the balls of wax the other were grab grab gathering gathering get get this was the game they played while the ground up cleaned the graves and shattered among themselves. The one with the biggest ball of wax at the end of the night declared the winner and had the right to gloat on the walk home. I have another idea, she said. She reached for the nearest candle and pulled away the false wax, wax that dreamed of the size. Max, the clear wax. Mind the clear wax, Caroline. Pure warmed, Caroline ran to join the other children, who moved among the graves, scooping up handfuls of dripping wax and balling them up in their hands. Other children, like Caroline, knew to touch only the wax that was turning a cloudy white. The little ones either burned the tip of their fingers on the skeleton hot transparent wax that was just fallen or waited too long uh, and tried to break off the already current hard white pieces. After they had visited all the graves, curling friends left the churchyard with lumpy grace balls of candles wax in varying sizes. But Caroline did not win. Did not. Did you win? Peppa asked. Mine's not a ball. She had shaped her wax into a woman with long breaths, just like her. She showed it to her father. He touched the wax, figured gently. You still should have won. Yours pretty big. I don't mind, Caroline said. This is better. She looked at her friends, Luciana and Laurent, who had lumpy wax balls larger than their hands. They looked at her and grinned. Caroline held up her statue and smiled back. It's still not big enough, Lauren said. Not bigger than mine, Lucia said. Everyone held on their wax collection like prizes. Thought Luciana has been declared a winner. She went skipping ahead, but she had to keep stopping for her mother as they streamed back out the road. Peter stepped uh, toward the woman who was standing alone in the shadows. Are you lost? He asked the stranger. The woman turned toward him and slowly shook her head. Caroline could only make out one woman's face in the darkness. Her eyes reflected the moon like silver, like quicksilver. Pierre hesitated if they wanted to say something more to the woman. Papa, Caroline called her.
butter, he turned to the other side. Look, Papa, she said. She held up the doll against the moon. It's glowing. Pierce smiled. It must be magic, like you. Caroline followed her father's gaze as he looked backward toward the shadows, but the woman was gone. All she say now was the empty. All she saw now was the empty graveyard.